If you start throwing out variables to justify why you are not as successful as the next person, that's where you will live is in excuseville and making excuses on your own failures. So how about we put all that to the side and stop saying something isn't fair when the playing field has been leveled for everybody. This is To The Nines Podcast. I am your host, Tiffany Wicks, a mom of seven who doesn't subscribe to the idea that you have to choose between your family and a career. I am on a mission to show the stay-at-home mom who has lost herself in childcare and cocomelon and the overworked corporate holdout who isn't finding joy and purpose in their career that they can work for themselves, making an impact and an income that serves your dream life. After leaving my nursing career to raise our family, I needed more mental stimulation, but didn't want to give up the privilege of raising our legacy. I've been in network marketing now for five years. I know the strategy and mindset it takes to be successful and to live a life aligned with your values and your purpose. Join me as I share my business tips, marketing mistakes, attitude shifts you need to space out some time for you, or ditch your nine to five completely and start working for yourself. You have the power to change your life. Let's get started. This is just the beginning. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so glad you guys are here. All right, so let's dive into the topic for today. This is a saying my kids do a lot, and it drives me crazy, and it even makes me more nuts when I hear it from adults. Here it is. You ready? That's not fair. All right. I'm going to tell you why this makes me bananas. And maybe you'll come around to believe the same thing if you're not currently there. All right, first off, the concept of fairness. What exactly does that mean? Well, for a lot of people, I think it means, or at least how they understand it, is fairness means the same. Everything has to be the same parameters, situation, results, what have you. Everything's got to be the same for it to, to be considered fair. And I'm going to challenge that concept because that's not true. What needs to happen is it needs to be a level playing field and that fairness needs to be complicit on individual strengths and capabilities. So let me just give you an example here. If you're talking about kids, since that's the first thing I mentioned, was children. So I've got a large range of ages in my kids. And the six-year-old will say, well, I want to play 45 minutes of Roblox. That's not fair that my brother gets to play 35 minutes. Okay. Mind you, her brother, well, one of them anyway, the one she's talking about, he is 11. So he gets to play a little bit longer. Why does he get to play a little bit longer? Well, because he's older and he has a lot more mental maturity. He has a lot more self-control. Um, his brain can handle more screen time than what a six-year-old can. Um, and if you're sitting on the other side of this like, well, a six-year-old shouldn't play games at all. Okay, great. You can keep your opinion on that one. Uh, however, there's a lot of benefit, actually, to kids playing games together in the same room with one another. In fact, there are studies that have been done that have proven it is actually not detrimental to their brain development at all and could be helpful. However, that is not the point of the podcast, but I thought I would throw that out there. Okay, moving on. 
fairness does not mean the same. Fairness just means that you have a level playing field in which you can equally succeed or not based on your own abilities. So as we're referring to children, yes, they can both play. They can both do well. They can both excel in their gameplay. One will just have to do it lesser time than the other based off their current you know, cognitive abilities. So if you want to apply that same concept in business, when say you've got myself, I'll use myself as an example because I know myself the best. I have almost seven kids. Well, there are women in my industry and some men, but uh, I'm not going to put the men in the same category as the women because we are just different. Most women are the caregivers of their homes um, and their children, and they do the majority of the child care. Yes, I know this is a generalization. However, facts are facts, man. They're not attacks. So we are just not the same. Most men in this industry are not working this full time from home. They are working it in the pockets of their day between commuting to a nine to five or during their lunch break where they don't have family responsibilities. So am I going to say, well, it's not fair that he's successful and I'm not? I am. But if I weren't, Am I going to say, well, that's not fair? Well, what wouldn't be fair about the situation? The playing field has been leveled, meaning we paid the exact same amount to start our businesses. We each have access to the internet and we each will manage our time and make available what we can make available to work our businesses. What's not fair about his level of success Maybe that he has more time. Well, he we all have 24 hours in a day. So it's not that he has more time. Mathematically, that would be correct. He doesn't have more time. He just has time that is maybe more available and more accessible to him because he's in a different season of life or he's in a different situation. It doesn't make the fact that he's successful in business unfair to me. It just means that I'm going to have to adapt and overcome in order to compensate for the fact that he has different things accessible to him than I do. So you can take another woman on my team, for example. She has a huge Rolodex of contacts and she's utilized them very well to launch a very successful business. And now she's got a very successful coaching program. I could arguably say, well, it's not fair to me. I don't have that kind of access to her same, you know, contacts. I don't have that kind of Rolodex. Okay, but what's not fair about that? It's not the same. You're absolutely right. But it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be individual. And it's supposed to have a level playing field. Again, she went through the exact same hurdles I did to start the business. She has access to the exact same resources I do other than having a larger Rolodex, but that's not a resource to learn how to launch a business. We have the same corporate support. We have the same training training programs. We both have access to outside training programs with mentors and coaches that we could utilize um, to help learn more about the business, more about marketing, relationships, um, all the things. We have the exact same access to that. Now, Maybe her spouse makes more money or my spouse makes more money. It doesn't really matter in the end. If you start throwing out variables to justify why you are not as successful as the next person, that's where you will live is in excuseville and making excuses on your own failures. So how about we put all that to the side 
and stop saying something isn't fair when the playing field has been leveled for everybody, especially in the network marketing career field. There are no barriers to gender, race, religion, ethnicity, none of it. We all pay the same amount. We all have an internet. Everybody, I mean, unless you're living in the badlands of Africa, everybody has the exact same access as the next person. Uh, I can't speak for Europe. So if you're from Europe and you're listening, although there are many places in Europe I know that have very successful uh, marketers, I'm not speaking for anyone outside of the United States of America. And, you know, there may be small pockets and populations of people that maybe don't have great internet access. Okay, well, you can get into town. I know you can. There's either a bus system, there's an Uber, there's a friend that you can catch a ride from. Maybe you have a job there. Maybe you spend an extra hour. I'm just saying, if we start going down the path of it's not fair, I don't have this, why can't I do this, boo-hoo, woe is me, that's where you will live forever. So I talked about it on my Instagram a little bit more today, but I'm going to go ahead and flesh out this thought a little bit more here on the podcast is the idea that you've got to start asking your brain better questions. When we come down this road of I can't or this won't work for me or what's another common one I hear, I don't know how to do that. Okay, first off, Please, if you say I can't do something, your brain has already stopped trying to figure out ways in which you can, okay? Do you understand that you are not in conscious control of your brain starting to figure out problems unless you assign it a job to start figuring out the problem? Your brain will look for solutions when you have open-ended questions and you start with a point of curiosity. That should be the start point is curiosity. Well, can I afford that trip to Europe next year? If I did X, would I be able to earn Y in order to go on that trip? If I studied 10 more minutes every day for my algebra test, could I get an A in the class? If I invested 30 more minutes into connecting with new accounts online, would I be able to increase my follower count and engagement? Rather than, oh, I can't make an A in algebra. I'm just too dumb, which is totally not true. Or I can't get my follower count up because these people just aren't digging me. Also not true. Well, true and not true. There will people. There will be people who do not like you. Shocker. Who's surprised by that? If you're surprised, wake up. Join the real world, please. Because not everybody's going to like you and you've really got to be okay with that. I mean, this is, again, I love tangents because I'm a mom of almost seven kids. So that's what happens. Squirrel, bounce, 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 bounce. So here's what I need for you to do is I need for you, if you, especially if you're a business owner, I need you to become so freaking magnetic that the people who like you, you want them to either completely love you or completely hate you. I know y'all are like, what? I need for you to be so divisive in your clarity when you reach people that you have a cult-like following of admirers or people cannot stand you and then let them come around to be the people that start asking you, well, how did you do it? Well, now I'm curious. I kind of want to know more. Man, I 
kind of hate that she's all up in my face about this, but I kind of like it at the same time. So there is no more, no more conversation regarding what isn't fair, why you're not successful, why he or she is more successful than you, why you think you can or can't do something. That has to stop today or you will literally never, ever, ever, ever be successful. You have to start asking better questions. How can I do this? Is there a way I could accomplish this goal? And if there were, what could that look like? This is called reverse engineering. You take the outcome you desire and then work backward. What could that look like for me? Fitness, okay? I love me some fitness. Do you follow me on Instagram? I am posting my gym stuff all the time. Love me some fitness. Almost a little too much. (laughs) If we're being totally honest here. I want to gain 10 pounds of straight lean muscle, okay? This is an example. Um, However, yes, that would be fabulous. The more muscle, the better, in my opinion. All right, so I want to gain 10 pounds of lean muscle. Am I going to say, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. Well, if that's how you start, then yeah, exactly. You're not going to do it. So let's go ahead and start with the end in mind, okay? We're going to start with that 10 pounds of muscle. What would I need to do to accomplish 10 pounds of straight, lean, clean, bulking muscle? Well, first, which one do you want to start with? Do you want to start with diet? Or do you want to start with fitness? Because both are going to play play a role in this. And I would argue that diet is actually going to play a greater role than the actual fitness part. But let's just go, let's go ahead and start there. The diet. What would a person need to do in order to clean bulk 10 pounds of lean muscle in, let's say, three months? Three months is a really good conservative plan for growth in almost anything, right? You need to get it. And and what else is three months? Three months is a season. So when people say this is just a season or give it a season to flesh out, they're meaning somewhere between three and four months. Okay. That's the time frame. So three months, three to four months, we're going to work on this. Let's start in the kitchen. What might we need to do? What do you know about muscle building? If you don't know anything about muscle building, well, hello, Google, look it up. There is not a shortage of information on what you can do to build muscle. But since I do know, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you. You're going to want to start with increasing your lean protein. Maybe throw some BCAAs in there and perhaps supplement with some creatine. Those those will help increase lean muscle mass. You're also going to have to cut out the junk if you are eating crap foods multiple times in a day. I'm not talking about the occasional treat. I'm talking about, oh, I think I'll have some Pop-Tarts for breakfast and maybe a little snacky snack of ice cream sandwiches in the evening. Blah, cut it out. You're not going to reach your goal if you're doing that kind of stuff. And any article will prove the exact same thing. So, First, diet. Okay, we're going to have to increase our protein. We're going to have to increase the quality of our protein. So lean meats. And, you know, if you're vegetarian, I'm sure there are other vegan vegetarian options out there. I'm just not, so I don't know them readily. However, you're going to have to increase that. You're going to have to increase your water. Now let's talk about the gym. What might you do to achieve that goal in the gym? Well, you're going to have to pick up some daggum dumbbells, okay? You're going to have to put a barbell over your head. You're going to have to lift heavier than you're used to. You're going to have to get outside your comfort zone, and you're going to have to lift up a heavy weight. And you might, like, make a weird face. And I mean, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see my weird face. Um, <laughs> you might grunt a little bit. You might even make a noise. You, But you might sweat. Dear gosh, you're going to sweat. But you're going to have to pick up heavier weights, and you're going to have to move them. You're going to have to move them efficiently, and you're going to have to move them 
with some level of precision for the particular muscle group that you're trying to work. Now, there are some people who are like, I don't know anything about anything when it comes to moving weights, lifting weights. Great. There's a little resource I like to call YouTube. Use it. They have videos everywhere. How to do a bicep curl. One, two, three, four reps over and over again. They'll tell you probably way more than you need to know about exactly how far you should extend your arm, where it should come up to, where it should stop, what breaking it up into different segments look like. You get the point? I use this fitness analogy for probably way too long. But my point of the matter is you have to start asking your brain better questions and allowing it the time and opportunity to start figuring it out. So don't just say, I can't do something and leave it at that. You've got to say, well, how could I? If the answer doesn't come immediately, like take a beat, sister. Give it a minute to try and figure things out. How could I promote to director in the next three months? How? Okay, well, I'm going to start with the end in mind. I need another builder leg. They have to have so many people on their team. I have to have X amount in overall team volume and I have to have two people promote to a certain rank and then have four people that are all selling about this much per month. Okay, now I know what I need to have. Let's look at what I do have. Well, I do have this many people doing this volume. So okay, now I know what I do have. What do I need? Okay, well, here's what I need. I need it. it, You just go down the list. Okay, well, you've broken it down now. Everything has been segmented into exactly what you need to accomplish the goal. So then you just execute. You just do the damn thing. As soon as you know exactly what you need to do in order to reach the end goal, you just start executing. If you need a new teammate, dang it, go find a new teammate. Don't have to be too picky because I'll be frank with you, at this point in business, what I've learned is people are going to do what they're going to do. You coach the people who are coachable, hungry, and willing to learn. Everybody else, you direct them to the resources, you smile and wave. Hey, I see you over there. Go ahead and do your thing, girl. I'll be here when you're ready. Everybody else, you can coach more closely. If you spend all your time asking questions of people who don't ask questions of themselves, you're going to be disappointed every single time. Your introspection is not going to rub off on somebody who isn't coachable. Woo! I feel like I made a really potent point, so I'm going to pause for emphasis. Don't spend your time on people that aren't coachable. Don't spend time with people who aren't as hungry as you. And don't run a race with somebody who also doesn't want to win. And damn sure... Don't make sure that they're your partner. I mean, group projects, anybody? I had one heck of a time with group projects with my teenagers this year. Oh my gosh, (laughs) there was so much. Well, so-and-so's not pulling their weight. So-and-so hasn't done their work. And I get it on the teenage level. We're trying to teach people to work together. We're trying to teach, you know, how to delegate appropriately, how to time manage. Like I get all those skills, However, when one person isn't pulling their weight, somebody else is going to have to pick that up unless you just want to fail. So don't partner with people who are not as mature as you 
and are running after the exact same goal because you are going to be disappointed. And that is true for every single area in your life. A partner, don't choose a husband or a wife that doesn't have the same goals in mind as you. Yes, those goals are going to change over time. I have definitely learned that in 17 and a half years of marriage. But he and I are always running the same race. We always have the end result in mind. And that means we're together until one of us dies. That's the end result. And not just to be together, but to be together and be happy. So when I choose teammates, we have a discussion hey, are we running the same race here? It's not like you're not welcome on the team if you're not. It just means that I'm going to coach you differently. It means that you're not going to be on the, the, the runner's call. Like, why would you be? You don't want to run. Why would I make you run when you don't want to run? I'll welcome you in. When it comes to choosing, you know, somebody for a group project for your kids, tell them, don't choose your friends unless your friends are running at the same rate as you. Choose the people who have the end goal in mind. I want an A on that project. Well, so do I. Fantastic. Looks like we're going to be a pretty decent fit. We both want that end in mind. So now let's reverse engineer what we need to do to make the end happen and start asking ourselves, how can we collectively get an A on this project? And then you figure out which parts each of you do and you work collectively not fairly but you work collectively on those individual parts so going back to the fairness concept if my daughter happens to be phenomenal at powerpoint and her partner is not but most of the project is powerpoint is it going to be fair that she does the majority of the project Yes, it will be. It's not going to be the same. He is not going to have the same level of work as she does. But it will be fair because that's where her time and her talent is. He will have to pull the weight on something she is not so good at. So maybe he's a fantastic artist and he's going to be doing some drawings, which will maybe be less in volume, but end up taking more time because it has a little bit more precision than what a PowerPoint will require. Was it fair? Was the delegation of the project fair in the end? Of course it was fair. It was fair because they were both working toward their individual talents and they both produced a result, got an A on the project. They got the end goal. They accomplished it. So yes, it was fair. It is absolutely fair that my six-year-old does not play as much video games as my 11-year-old or my 15-year-old or my 13-year-old. Yes, it is absolutely fair because they're different ages and different cognitive abilities. It is 100% fair that I am where I am in my business because I have different time and energy constraints as somebody else. It's not the same. I am at a different stage of my business than everybody else in my company. It doesn't make it not fair. It just means it's not the same. And that is totally okay. Thanks for listening today, and I can't wait for you to go. Please leave a rating for the show. Leave a five-star review if you loved it. If you didn't love it, then don't leave a review. If you absolutely love it, do share it. Uh, That helps the podcast get seen by other people. And can't wait to catch you on the next episode. Ciao, guys.